We've got a bunch of different offers that you put in. Honestly, yours are some of the best that I've seen because you actually are running the play effectively. Walk me through, when you're going through, how do I pick what I put out? What is it that you're going through inside your mind's eye? Because I have my method and you obviously use a lot of ours at the same time. Sell the metal. 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 Thank you so much for coming to hang out today, Pretty Cool Stars community. Yeah, um, for any of you that are actually uh, here coming to check out what's going on, we're about to walk through a case study of a client of ours, Colin, who was able to get to 210k per month. Yes, that is a lot of dollars per month using the power of micro offers and everything to come through it at the same time as well. Before... My man Colin gets to show us his favorite party trick that he has for us as well. I do want to let you guys know, uh, if you guys would like to grab the actual SOPs that Colin used from our program that helped him actually achieve the results he didn't get with us, I do have a giveaway for you guys. It is going to be, if you comment the word Colin below, we will throw in this SOP stack here of how he was able to produce the calls, how he used the micro offers, and the KPI tracker that he was able to use to actually dial his sales team in at the same time as well. So if you comment the word Colin below, we'll be able to get that across to you and we'll have a whole lot of fun with it at the same time too. Talk to me, Colin. You had a check for me. Uh, so this is going to be the most, uh, I mean, I don't know, depending on how, uh, your your crowd is going to interpret this, but this might be the most ugly American uh, thing, party trait that I can possibly do for the Australian guy. But I went ahead and got me a a, a pint of Fosters, and I was oh, like, you know, wow. let's let's crack this thing open for this show, huh? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the reaction I was kind of thinking. Of. I'm like, you know what? If they sell these in American gas stations, the chances are. It's probably not with the actual Aussies drink, but, you know, salud. That is absolutely like, – firstly, I think that's awesome. But secondly, that's terrible. How <laughs> – you know what's hilarious? This is not um, – I don't know if is, – is this something that I should take uh, – like, what does this say about me, Colin, right? Because, like, you would be the seventh person, person I've interviewed that showed up with a beer. <laughs> <laughs> It's the backwards hat, and right. I'm, I'm all about it. It's just my, my, my crowd is uh, my, my crowd's a bunch of doctors, man. So I uh, oh, true, right, right, right. So I gotta button the collar up a little bit higher than, than that, but I think it's a backwards hat, dude. It relaxes people a little bit, and then when they bring you know, fosters on uh, on your live here. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Um, cool, man. So walk me through a little bit, right? Like uh, Q10K, um, what I would love to learn from you today, and I'm sure what other people out here would love to learn too, is like a little bit about you, um, a little bit about the offer itself, and a little bit about how you guys run, what you guys do, what the promise is for the people that you work with. Huh. Um, so give me a bit of a background as to what it is that you do, who for, and what's the promise you guys make for them as well. Yeah, man, absolutely. So I would, I mean, I'd venture to say that our um, demographic slash, you know, niche is probably on the more difficult side of things to crack in the sense of organic content for a couple of reasons. Um, one is that majority of our demo is, you know, late 30s, 40s, 50s. And so it's a much different uh 
you know, just a much different awareness when it comes to how people text and things along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number second is the variance in our offer. And so to give everybody a little bit of background, um, so I run um, co-founder of two different organizations. One is Stealth Media. One is a company called Pain Solutions IO. So Stealth Media, long story short, started as a like done for you marketing agency for physical therapy clinics. Um, then fast forward, we had some niches, like some chiropractic, COVID hit, we went done with you, went to high ticket, built you know, marketing system in-house. Fast mm-hmm. forward to about a year or so ago, um, see if you guys the gory details, but we then started manufacturing our own medical equipment and supply these clinics with. So we help them with the marketing. We supply the equipment that they then market for. And so it all kind of comes along. And so, um, all that to say the re- one of the big reasons, and this might, you know, kind of go in a few directions to answer your question, um, that <laughs> I initially reached out and in reality, I, uh, reached out either in the sense of I messaged you guys, or I was just liking all your shit. Of, um, Okay. We have lived and died by, and died a couple of times, um, by paid ads. And we'd gotten to a good level, but I had this damn group of 4,000 uh, clinic owners. I'm like, I don't know what in God's name to do with this thing. And I know it's like, like we're just leaving that to shit. And then I saw a lot of these things that you were posting, that Ferris is posting. I'm like, clearly these guys know what they're doing and not from a gimmick game marketing sense. And if there was some group of people that could help me crack uh, our industry in the sense of we're not dealing with people that are super hungry and money hungry and high ticket salesy, but it's like conservative doctor, you know, patient kind of thing. I'm like, that's when then I reach out to you guys and it's been fantastic. I know that was like a little bit of a background giving you guys a shout out, but that's as best as I can give you. Thanks, man. That, that That's helpful to understand too, Rock, because I... um. I actually understand the the doctors and I'm just showing people through the group and stuff too, right? To show the asset that you had and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting is like, I used to do a lot of work back uh, when I was a young um, working with service niche type pop servicing uh, dentists. Right. Um, and really, 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 really similar in the way yeah. that you actually have to deal with that type of client because most of these guys, right? Like they, they, they went to the, the university, they did the degree, they did all of this and they didn't get into business to speak to humans ever, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they did not get into business to speak to humans. They got into business to actually do their skill. Yep. And um, they just want to be known for their skill and they don't want to speak to humans. Yep. In most cases is what I've found, right? So it can be hard to get onto them for sure because they're not like the um scream from the top of the rooftops like hey we're the best in the world it's like no we just do really good fucking work right um so i i I, not only do i understand i empathize because i've experienced it too so kudos for being able to crack that code man because like we used to do like an event model right like we would um uh run events for for these guys and like get them in a room and you just notice or, or you see their um their resistance level just drop down when they go back into being a kid again yeah. and i know you've a lot of events and stuff too how, yeah. how have you guys seen that huge difference in in, in the way they act when oh, they get- man, yeah so yeah. absolutely so for those i mean if anybody's watching and you're you're, you're doing all right enough to what you can afford to host any sort of live event yeah, I mean, so we have a a mastermind in the back end that's uh, 30K, and I'm pretty sure that every single person who's in that 
as the one as somebody who's been to our live events and we throw two to three a year. So um, yeah, it's like once you get, especially like a tough to crack buttoned all the way up kind of person in person, you give them, you know, a few fosters and, and then you can get the human being out of somebody, even if they, if they have their defenses up. Yeah. That's actually um, super, super interesting life fact there too, right? Like um, the more you can get your ideal customer in the same room as you, the deeper the relationship, like, Honestly, dude, uh, the, 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 the couple of beers makes like, it's a joke, but it makes such a huge difference, right? Yeah. Like before I was in this space, I was responsible for looking after like UFC fighters, a bunch uh, working for a supplement company. And I was looking after UFC fighters, NFL players um, as an athlete manager, right? The quickest way to get a deal across the line and to actually become one of them is to go out and party with them. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. the quickest way to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, and I've, I've taken that lesson the whole way through. So it's, I love seeing when people use that same principle in here. Cause like, obviously when you have something so high ticket, um, that level of trust is fucking needed. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool, man. So what do you guys do for the doctors on Persephone? Like what, what's the promise you guys make for them in particular? Yeah, man. So I actually, uh, was, you know, kind of bullshitting with you earlier about, um, shifting my camera angle around. Cause I'm like, I gotta shoot some new ads and I'm and I've been like done this front facing here. Like, let, me, let me try this way and get my good side. Um, but so what our, and I'll like kind of just see if I can still pull it straight from our ad is that our three guarantees for our clinics who are, who enroll into our preferred provider program is that they are able to a improve patient outcomes. And that's again, a big difference talking about what we like just had a, like, a little bit of a chit chat about of what we yeah. lead with is patient success, right? Because they want money, but for them to say, I want to get to 80K a month right away, it's like, I shouldn't say that, right? So we lead with um, improved patient outcomes. Number two is they will spend less time treating. And I can get into how we do that with our equipment later. And then thirdly is that you'll generate six figures of return on your investment or we buy the whole thing back. That sounds ambitious. I'll dive into how we justify that. But that's what we uh, promise for our, our people. And we're moving away from just like the overall in-house marketing thing, <clears throat> excuse me, and then going right full face first into the equipment side of things. Define equipment. Yep. So um, long story short, 10% um, of the United States and it's rising suffers from what's called peripheral neuropathy. For those who have no idea what that is, which I had no idea about a year ago, right. and I just started selling that shit. Um, no idea what that is. Is it's nerve damage that's caused by quite a few things, uh, namely like diabetes, bad uh, just lifestyle as you age, and then just genetics and things along those lines. But it is degenerative. It does get worse. And in Western medicine, especially in the United States, you're hit with a prescription painkiller and it's like there's nothing that you can do. We have equipment that patients then can go ahead and take home. That way they can have a consistency and the frequency, just like going to the gym, that you need to then go ahead and partake to see success without them needing to get in their car and go to the clinic, which then for the clinic allows them to then see patient success, add patients without needing to then spend more hours working. And then lastly, um, our clinicians, typically they make about like a thousand bucks per patient. And that is usually over like three months. This is 6K cash paid up front. Interesting. And what influenced you guys to start looking at that as a 
a viable option for adding into the service delivery and stuff as well, right? Because like that, that's almost like very Hormozy-esque, right? Where it's like, how do we find something that solves the problem inside what they're doing that no one else is doing that is yeah. going to be really, really helpful to their yeah. delivery, which makes them want to work with us more, right? Like walk me through the, the line of thinking you went down in, in, in that, I guess, right? Yeah, dude, I, I think I'm going to tie us back to a lot of things that you say <clears throat> in terms of speaking to the problems that your audience has. And sure. you can't speak to the problems your audience has if you're picking a new audience every two months, right? And so, for example, then I'll tie it back. Because we've been doing a lot of hiring recently. And what's very common, and Chris, I know you know this, like, like in our space is people doing what I like to call offer hopping. Like I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here. And it's like, especially like sales, sales people. Yeah, sales people. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck sales yeah. people. Yeah. And, it also owners, man. It's like I, I, okay. owners too, right? It's like I'm gonna go from this off to this yeah. off. That, that, because the uh, same problem, different function, but I totally get it. Yep, yep. And so with us, I mean, for better or for worse, you know, we hit a lot of roadblocks since 2019, yeah. and uh, we still just stuck in the same space. I say for better or for worse because maybe there's a better opportunity out there, and I'm just too hard headed, but. Um, we then obviously got to know the space very well, made a lot yeah. of connections, and then came across the opportunity to manufacture the things that literally provide the result for the uh, customer yeah. our, our, our people are seeing. So that's how we kind of came across it. And then, to, then like a monetary standpoint, our clinics that were and here's where like really, like here's part of our sales pitch is that our clinics that prior to us doing this were seeing the best results are the ones that were not primarily insurance-based. They're the ones that were accepting, you know, or offering higher ticket cash services. And so their return on ad spend is obviously significantly higher. And so then we, you know, finally connect the dots and say, okay, let's get into then that game to provide them with the sauce to then use that for the higher returns on ad spend and obviously helping their patients along the way. You guys do some consulting too, right? Yeah, man. How, how much you want me to go in on this? I'm, I'm just curious too, right? Like one of my favorite models is a mixture between done for you and consulting. Yep. That's one of my favorite models. Yep. Um, the rationale is because like uh, you have the highest control over the actual uh, outcomes for the clients in, yep. in that arena, right? Like uh, it's really hard to not get someone a result when you're attacking both their actual, um, I guess, deficits in the business through consulting and then saying, hey, we'll promise to actually get this part up and running for you at the same time as well. Like yeah. we do it internally, right? Like mm -hmm. we, we review how many conversations or calls a week to actually make sure yeah. that people don't fuck up. And um, yeah, yeah. then we also write offers and copy and stuff for people too, right? So it's just like the, the, the combination of both is fantastic. Walk me through your rationale behind the actual consulting side and, 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 and what brought that about. And was it similar yeah. where you just like, wanted more control over it? Walk me through that. Yeah, man. So give you some context, like our competition, right? So we have a, uh, obviously a couple of competitors in the space and our big differences is that like when Dr. Smith wants to add XYZ treatment from XYZ company, right? Um, they're either going to tell them one out of two things. Number one, it's either basically, you know, buy our shit and then figure out how to like get patients for it. We'll give you some like carbon copy BS. It's not, we're going to do nothing. Um, or B, it's like, here's our list of preferred vendors and which are marketing agencies. And if you guys are watching this, use this as like your competitive advantage that marketing agencies in the healthcare space have a very, 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 very 
bad reputation. So then what we then do instead is we ask provide the equipment, but our sales pitch is that, hey, you know, Dr. Smith, um, the more that the more people that you help, the more equipment that you then distribute, the more equipment that you then distribute, the more your business grows, the more your business grows, the more equipment that we distribute, the more that we do, the more our, so all of our interests are aligned. So what we then do on a consulting side is we build tested paid ads in-house for them to then get these sorts of patients. And then we're hands-on weekly. Like we offer in total around 10 hours of that's available to them of hands-on weekly support for marketing, for sales, for uh, patient success from one of the you know, doctors on our staff, and then for uh, 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 business development as well. For my guys on our, on our um, who coach with us that have 30 years experience and you know a whole bunch of like you know a few dozen different locations and things like that so their their subject matter and have evidence like subject matter experts and have evidence of saying hey if you follow what i say yep. you're not going to suck this is the strong arm that you want in your offer if that makes sense right because like in my opinion i think and you can tell me if you see this the same or not because you've yep. been in a lot of the space too I think the reason why so many people don't swing a big dick is because they're fucking scared that they don't have the evidence that they would have able to go to Mark and say, hey, this is it, right? Yep. Um, something that I have done that I think is really smart and I think uh, what I just heard that you uh, said that you do as well is like you have hired people who are already better at the things that you aren't good at in there as well. My God. Right? Like, with us, like client success, like Faris is a genius. He's 10 times better than I, than I am at that. Um, like Jake used to build out some of Cole's teams for fuck's sake, right? Like I am good at marketing. That's about it. <laughs> yep. and, I, and I definitely understand the human behavior side really, really, really well. Um, but like uh, the, the the people that we brought in were like, oh, if I don't have 10 out of 10 confidence in the evidence side of this, I'm just going to bring someone in who does, mm. right? And the, the benefit that I found of that was like, it, it made it really easy for me to say, like, oh, you just need to pay me money. Because it would be stupid if you not to, if that makes sense. Is that how you're picking some of the people that you're bringing in for the delivery as well? A hundred percent. Because what we went, I mean, literally up until recently, man, is that, I mean, when, when my business partner, Dan and I started, so we're 28 now, I mean, this was, let's say we've been in the space since we were both like 21, 22, but partnered together, you know, back just before COVID, like 20, late 2019. Um, and right away because again we were um you know i'm trying to think of we were like 25 24 25 kids right and we were very honest in that we had never ran a clinic before mm -hmm. we were just marketing but right away we went to then go bring our best clients pay them x amount i mean it, it, like then like no one especially with good intent they're not going to rob you blind but don't be afraid to dish out something to them bring somebody who's better than you or who has the expertise or has the credibility that can then fast track you in terms of your product in terms of people getting results in terms of people trusting you did 100 percent about a thousand percent especially if you're doing the done for you and consulting model uh hybrid oh, yeah. i think that's such a huge difference at the same time too yeah really cool stuff man um it sounds like you put a lot of effort and energy into ensuring that your product is killer right and like most people just don't right and i think that's why so many people yeah. suffer yeah. um this this is an area i've spent a lot of time in and you know it's, it's probably the thing that's probably kept me up at night the most yeah the, 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 the thing that has been um that's mirrored that that's probably hurt me more internally is um because you need to have the product that's good for the for the client 
But it's also, and you you, you sort of touched on the offer hopping from salespeople before, right? Yep. Do you know why most people uh, why most salespeople offer hop? If I was to give a, well, let's see if we give a similar answer, but I'll give a combination of of, of two things because I I'll, I'll do my best to play both sides, right? I do my best to play both sides in terms of on let's say somebody on my side of the desk, right? If I give that salesperson unrealistic expectations on what it's going to be like coming on in terms of my ability to provide opportunity, number one. Number two, though, on the salesperson side of things is when you meet resistance, it's like, okay, well, maybe let me just go to a better, easier market. And this could be for the business owner as well. Let me go to the easier market because I don't like this feeling of meeting resistance and not knowing what to do when I see Jimmy over there who's doing 70k a month and i'm doing 20 let me go to the easier thing when in reality jimmy has went through that resistance taken the punches on the cheek and kept going that that that's what i would say i think we're saying the same i, I think we're going to say the same thing we just have different yeah. ways of explaining yeah. it the, the the sales people need to see that your opportunity vehicles and it will help them get to their goals yep. if they can't see that then that's when they choose to offer hop yep. now where i think most people make a huge mistake is that they aren't very clear on what that opportunity vehicle looks like and they don't have a development pathway for the for the rep in such a way where they could start at setter and go through to a closer and actually make six figures a year plus and plus and plus themselves and there needs to be an evidence of that at the same time too and what i've noticed is when salespeople are offer hopping and all this stuff because like we've been through a few until uh, until i realized oh the problem's me i'm the problem for sure (laughs) me too Uh, and it's like, and, and, until there's a really clear pathway for these guys, and this is something that I've taken on for almost every single team member now. And like our team are the people that train part of our team now. It's not just fully me that, that's involved in that, which is really cool. But the, the, the reason why I bring this up is like, if people are looking to bring team on, there needs to be a really clear picture and a light at the end of the tunnel almost every single week for when that rep is sitting there looking at things outside where they are right now. Right, because if there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel, they will literally sit there going, "The grass could be greener elsewhere." If that makes sense, right? Hundred yep, um, percent. And something I'd love to speak about here, right, is like obviously uh, a lot of what we've done together has helped out Jeep and helped out some of your reps onto the stuff too, right? That's right. And I think what I'd love to actually lean into a little bit here is like what you mentioned that the the micro offers and all the stuff right were really helpful and all the stuff too yeah. walk me through the two things in my opinion there's two things that need to actually make it work really well for a rep number one is consistent opportunity flow yep right and then consistent um internal i guess optimization of their uh yep. their, their approach to uh capitalizing on the lead flow and all the stuff as well and being good at what they do um, so walk me through your rationale as to how you're actively looking to fill their pipeline on a weekly and daily basis at the same time too. And we yeah. can even bring up your group and look through some of the offers and how you come up with them and stuff as well. Definitely. And then walk me through, I guess, your your um, your rationale and how you're actively training or, or, or even uh, utilizing some of us to train the, the team up at the same time as well so that um, you are able to retain people who aren't sitting there looking at Johnny over there who's making X amount of money at the same time too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So I, I'm sure that the, in, in this group right now, there's a range of people doing, um, you know, perhaps you know, doing more than myself, doing more than you, like, you know, maybe doing, you know, 300 or whatever case maybe. And though, and some of you guys who are doing, you know, three per month, you're just starting out or you're just, you know, finding a way, whatever, whatever the case may be. 
Um, what I can tell you guys is that when we then when we first um, became a, a part of um, when, when we first enrolled with Chris Ferris and, and the guys and gals there, again we were in a like we we're in a good spot. We we're doing like, I think like a buck eighty or, or so a month. Um, and, and the reason why I bring that up is that I and I use this with any like any good program that you buy into. Right. Is that, and, and this is a very, very good one. And guys, I, I pay like our, we, we pay over well over six figures per year, multiple six figures per year to other, you know, programs and high level masterminds. Um, like we're in, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, like, like Cole Gordon's like eight figure boardroom, but pays like, you know, it's, it's not cheap. All that to say, like the support that we get inside of this program is like it is top of the line stuff. All that to say is that it still requires your work. And for the first legitimately three months of us in the program, I uh, I definitely did not give it the attention that I should have because I figured, ah, I had the same, you know, uh, uh, ignorant thought process a lot of us have. It's like, oh, I'll buy the thing. And the thing will work. It's like, no, you buy the thing, you follow the play, you use the support, and then it definitely will work. Like 100% will work. You see enough case, it's case study. It's like this stuff does work. You just have to follow the play. I wasn't following the play. And even though I wasn't following the play, we still got closes off that and made like a 4X return without even doing shit. All that to say, <laughs> um, with Jeep, what I did um, with him and the experience with him is that he is a super smart guy. And I just threw him right in there. I'm like, hey, dude, we're going to figure this out together. And by we, I mean you for a little bit. And then I'll go ahead and help you out. And he's the shit. And again, he he um, has really came into his own. Like yesterday, I was telling Ferris, he closed, uh, closed two off of his sets yesterday. I think collected. Let's go, buddy. Let's go, If you listen to this, let's go, buddy. You're yeah. a G. Yeah, G, you're the man, dude. And we collected a good amount off of that. Love that. Um, and G will even give me like advice now about like offers. I'm like, hey, dude, what are you feeling out there? Like, what do you think then we can do? And he'll give me he'll give me some pointers. In terms of our offers, what we then go ahead and do what I've done after literally just, just soaking in that module about uh, micro offers, tossing it your guys' way, is we're just broken, breaking down all the things that we then do for our ladies and gents. Every right. step of the way where their problems are, where their constraints are. And in reality, when I, and this is recent, I hit up Ferris, my, hey man, content review. Ferris asked me a question. Ferris, sorry for, for icing you, man. I was just <laughs> um, but your question did get me thinking. And I'm like, okay, let me just dive back into my coaching calls and the notes and see what questions I was answering. And I boiled yep. it down to a few things, reverse engineered those and turned those into offers. I have those um I, I can spout a few off if you'd like, but yeah, I, 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 I think what might be helpful, right? Is because like, um, and purely because I really enjoy actually doing the demonstration demonstration side on this, right? Yeah, is like there was something I don't want to actually overlook in what you just suggested. Then it's like yeah. you're looking at your offer and you're breaking it down into smaller bits and chunks to actually help people take something away, where we're getting them to come in and actually take out like essentially it's like it's it's the drug dealer model, right? Where like you give them a tester and then you find out what's going on and see if it's a way to help them out at the same time too, right? Yep. So we've got a bunch of different offers that you put in. And honestly, 
Yours are some of the best that I've seen because you actually are running the play effectively, if that, if that makes sense too. Yep. Walk me through, when you're going through, how do I pick what I put out? What is it that you're going through inside your mind's eye? Because I have my method and you obviously use a lot of ours at the same time too. Yep. But everyone has their own play on it, right? So walk me through, when you're coming up with your ne- your next month of offers, what, what, what are you going through inside your mind's eye? So what I break down, there's, I mean, again, I've been in the same niche for a while, guys, but there are... And in reality, depending on your offer, you can take this, I think maybe use it across the board. We refer to it as the core four, but it, it, it is, excuse me, that's the Foster's talking. Um, <laughs> it, it is, it, it is um, the universal equation to acquiring, in our context, a patient, right? Which is generating a lead, getting them scheduled, getting the show, getting them to convert, right? And so- Generating a lead, scheduled, show, convert, right? Yep. So this is like your, this is um, for anyone out there who loves marketing language, yep. your pillars to success. Yep. Right? So awesome. Keep going then. Yep. Just so so on our, like I have an onboarding document with our clinics when they onboard is like, I break these down and I'm like, hey guys, if at any point in time, any of these are off and not where they should be, it's due to these three to five things depending on the step. Yep. So for, you know, for lead, schedule, show, and so on. So there's three to five things, like, for example, for schedule, right? It's either they schedule them too far out or they have a shit phone call or they're not listening to call recordings or their lead nurture process sex. So I'm diving into each and every one of those and usually just gearing then the offers based around the, pro- or the problems or the symptoms of these four steps because right. just so about each yeah, no, please go on each different pillar has a problem yep. that it solves and then each of the actual uh problems that it's oh, sorry each of the pain points that each part of the pillar solves is an offer if that makes sense because yeah. this is yep. the exact same way that we do it right yep. um cool so give me maybe one or two examples of like when you're breaking this down yep. where your thought process goes as to which ones you're picking if that makes sense too so, and I'll have an example, like very recent, you can even just dive right in that Facebook group and check. It's yeah. for show, right? There we go, right there. So, right this there, so uh, the pre yep, consult video, right? So, they, I mean, I'm going to say they, but generally speaking, people love visuals. Like they love ads, they love videos, they love sequences, they love, you know, checklists, like whatever the case may be. And this is a little part in reality of our uh, lead nurture process. It's one of like the five things, but literally what I, so I'm to give you guys some, some, some props, but also not take too much props myself. Sometimes what I will do is I will go to your guys' page and see what the fuck you guys posted that day. I'm like, all right, let me just make this oh, one. Yeah. Of my own. <laughs> you are one of many. It's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my process, man. Is that I will if, if I'm really stumped, I will then just go to my coaching call for that day because I do live notes in my coaching call, see what questions were asked, flip that, and then I'll just derive it back down to that core four. If I'm gonna go a little bit micro, if I go yeah. macro, um, then I just go based around LTV, which for our case tends to be the case for just about everybody. Is and if we're gonna say this is a core four, a core three is getting new paying customers in our context patients getting yep. them to pay more and getting them to pay more frequently um, and then just making content based off of that 
more frequently, right? So what I'm loving about this too, right, is like the simplicity of this. Um, essentially, right, what we're looking at here for anyone that doesn't understand this is like, this is Colin's customer journey, right? He helps him, he helps him generate a lead. He helps him get it um, scheduled. He helps, he helps make sure that those appointments show. And then he helps make sure that the client that he's working with was able to actually close those leads out at the same time as well. And then we're just optimizing, right? Like something that made it real, like, um, I don't know. I, I felt like I cracked the code with producing micro offers when I realized, oh, all I'm doing is working out from the actual journey itself. If I can work out what are the hardest parts of each of the part of the journey and create an asset or something around that, I'm going to get people to want to speak to me because then they will know that I have a solution to all the hardest parts of their day-to-day, right? Yep. And when I figured that out, it was really, really, really simple. And I think where a lot of people um, find this to be hard or over, uh, maybe not overthink this, but maybe the way they think about this could be a little bit different is like, as long as you're doing everything that's based off a part of your customer journey, and then thinking about what are some solutions that they that they need to some pain points that they're experiencing, and then just putting post up around it, right? Yep. This is what gets people attention, and it's the diversity of the type of offers that you put out based on your customer journey that actually keeps their attention. Because when you first do something, you might get their attention, but keeping their attention when they, but before they're a client is a huge thing. But what I also found is, and you, maybe you'll experience this too is that every time I do something that is uh, designed around another part of the customer journey for a client, um, uh, sorry, for, for a acquisition process, it actually deepens our relationship with our existing clients. Yep. Because they all go, oh, fuck, I forgot I could get that help here. Oh, man, dude, like <clears throat> all, all the, it's like literally all the, all the fucking time. All right? the, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have existing clients like pissed at me, hit me up like, hey, I didn't get the thing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you've got the thing plus like the deep dive version. Like, trust, like I appreciate the comment, the engagement, but like you got it. Like, trust me, you're good. Um, because yeah, no, it, it absolutely helps cultivate the you know little crock pot of people that are your existing customers, your fan base, all that shit. Um, and then obviously then helps i mean and, and one thing i wanted to point out is like we're, we're shooting a you know a post that had 70 something comments and actually you know the the, the engagement's doing really good these days but guys like just to cover any like um i don't know any discredits it's like because you could say like hey you know you had if you guys listen to the beginning you know four thousand ish um members prior to working with these guys Guys, I had 4,000 members, but I was getting like two comments, a like here and there. It was sporadic. It was off. Like, that's why I was like, I was in so much pain that I'm like, I have this fucking 4,000 person group that's doing nothing. And it's just a matter of following the play. Like that, that truly is it. Yeah. It's interesting with groups, right? Um, groups are definitely designed for new members. The way that the actual structure is designed, it's definitely designed for new members, not for re like for, for keeping old members engaged and all that stuff. Yeah. I found there needs to be two things in place to do that. Like the first thing is um, consistency, right? Uh, consistency, but coupled with attacking different pain points all the time, right? I'm not sure if you guys are doing this with Jeet right now because uh, I'm not sure if this is a part of the, the, the play that you guys are using. But like every new offer that you guys put out, like please be taking... Get, get Jeet to be taking that to your hot list every single week, right? Because like that's what's going to keep them engaged in your pipeline and actually get them back into the group, whether they're going to be a client now or later at the same time as well. 
it makes such a huge difference when you have a new reason to reach out to each one of those people in the hot list every single week at the same yep. time as well. Such a huge, 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 huge benefit. Walk me, because th th that's really helpful to understand the actual yeah. uh, way you guys are actually producing the marketing and all this stuff as well, right? Because I think a yeah. lot of people suffer with that. Walk me through how you guys are producing the results through your through your team, right? Like now that you, we, we, we produce the lead, um, how are you actively on a day-to-day -day making sure that Jeet and everyone else are actually, they, they, they have everything they need, they're, they're skilled enough and they're actually um, in the opportunity vehicle they need to, to make the money they want at the same time as well. Walk me through that because I think this is a, it, it's a lost art that a lot of people aren't doing well in my opinion. Yeah, man. So, I mean, from a macro level in terms of like ethics, it's like, dude, in it, I, I'm, I'm a sales guy at heart, man. Like I, when I like got, I mean, I, mean, I, I would say still, you know, if, if I point the camera that way, you're going to see the big Wolf of Wall Street, like money, that dollar sign thing. Um, but, and, and Chris, I, I know you can relate to this, man, but like my, my gears have shifted so much. So it's like, I want, and I, I saw your recent post, I want my guys and gals to not just make money, but to be, like to be fulfilled by what it is that they do. Like, like recently, one of like the, I'm, I'm one of the hires I'm like most excited about bringing on. He's coming on Monday is a referral for one of our current salespeople. And the guy is so bought in because he was at a shitty culture. And he heard about ours, made a conversation, like real conversation, and just like just like just talking, just very transparently. And it's just so it's such a rarity in the space that's like when you have that sort of buy-in and realize that people want to work for you not just because of the dollar amount, which is very important. I'm gonna get to that in a second, um, but because of the the opportunities for growth again, not just dollar amount that you provide. Like mm -hmm. that is when you know you have a winning formula, and that is when you can like really just put your foot on the gas. But in regards to money, I mean, Chris, what I wrote down earlier, man, is ascending setters up to closers. And yeah. that, that is something that like I like it grinds my 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 gears and I, I gladly then take those people um are the companies that are like no like you're crushing setting. I want you to stay there. Um, now if somebody wants to stay there, if that's their skill set, that's their thing, awesome. Cool. If somebody like it, it like really wants to ascend and we're like playing that. So creating an opportunity in your company where somebody can ascend from whether it's setter to closer, account manager to CSS, like whatever the case may be. I mean, immensely important. And then your job as a leader is to create those opportunities for those people. And it's like, dude, I'm not perfect at that, but that's what, what, what I'm working at is to create a space where people can then go ahead and say, I want to get to here and like have this sort of impact and make this sort of money. Like that's the, that's the be all end all, at least for us. And so, and obviously for, for you guys as well, before I go off another tangent, man, um, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't want to go off gear of the question here. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I actually like the angle we're going at in my opinion, right? Because the, the thing I predicate so much of my energy, effort, and attention at the moment is like having an opportunity vehicle for team yeah. members right now that is so, 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 so huge. And like, if this is something where you're, I, you, you're obviously working with Colin Eight Figure Boardroom and stuff as well, right? It's like, there's obviously a lot of benefit from them there at the same time too. But this is something that I like, I spend all my time here, right? And when people come to work with us, it's because they are like, oh no, this is where I can actually achieve that, if that makes sense. Yep. yep. Um, I wonder if I have 
Right. So I, 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 this might have been something I could share with you guys and actually yeah. at the same time too, right? Is like we have like an actual sale development opportunity um, structure, if that makes sense, right? So like to go from setter to t- uh, set a team lead to closer to closer lead, if that makes sense. Yep. And there's like there's things they must do in order to make that happen, right? Like uh, it's almost like uh, apprentice to... A hundred percent. Your apprentice or whatever is, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, dude, I, I, I literally, and not even to cut you off, I just <laughs> had a, a similar conversation with one of my guys who like, who is, he crushes setting and not even on a DM, like he, he's just an animal. And so it's like, you know, you can have the, the experience of like, you know, I don't want this guy to leave that spot because they're a best setter, but he's like, I want to get here. So then we created, I mean, Awesome job. Like, and guys, again, like this, this is a testament to the uh, the boys and girls here at Predictable Sales. I'm sorry if I, I just butchered the whole it. It's okay. You can just say uh, the, the, the Australian guy and the Arab. <laughs> the Foster's guy. The, yeah. And um, <laughs> But having it systemized, but like, yeah, dude, 100%. Of, I, I had the conversation with him of like, hey, he wants to get to closing by this date. Great. So let's not just pat him back and say, yeah, man, that's awesome. Just keep on doing your thing. It's yeah. like, no, let's create an actual game plan for you to get we, there. We currently we, we, we have that for every team member. So, like, the same way that there is a customer journey for the clients, we have a team journey for the team, right? So, like, if someone walks in as a setup, the ideal is to get them to a closer at some point, and we have a perfect pathway for doing that. We have the internal structure and training to do it at the same time as well. Same for uh, account managers going to client success manager and uh, client success director and all sorts of stuff too. Um, and that that's what I felt like... For me, that's what I found has helped keep people sticky. Yep. Like team being sticky because they can see a future plus they can actually see something that is um, something to chase right now at the same time as well, right? Like yep. money is now, development is future if that makes sense. Yeah, man. Question, question I, I have for you not to flip the interview sure. is that you had sales lead there and I, I'll give you my answer after this, but sure. um, I've been taught by... Some of, some of the greats, man. So like like the um, the close IO Cole Gordon um, thing. But, but if anybody's watching, like awesome guys, like the best. But they're great. Um, they recommend against a player coach role. Now you might already guess my opinion based on saying that I have one in the back end that might not be aligned with that. But you had it in there like a a closer lead role. What what is that? So the closer lead right now is it 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 is both a. Uh, a player coach role. Um, The rationale behind that is because you have a sales manager, right? But the sales manager isn't always someone in there that actually has evidence of being able to produce the results themselves, if that makes sense. Yep. Right. And the closer lead is someone that needs to be able to say, Hey, I've been here. Here's what I did. Here's what we do in this situation. And it's, it's essentially a closer mentor, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So someone that ha- ha- has done this before, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's the one that they can all turn to and say, hey, this is where I'm struggling right now. So re- reason why I, I really brought that up is that I abided by that recently in terms of like, I was like following that by just like, you know, man law of you don't place, you don't mix and match that. But with, I was like bringing on now like more sales staff, our, like this dude does stud. So Anthony, if you're watching this, man, there's a stud. And I used to kind of like pull him back in the reins in terms of leading somebody else. I'm like, dude, be selfish, do your thing, close. And then I recently let him go into which he's then like giving this up, giving this direction, coaching, other things. And his close rate is like shot up like 12%. Like, 
you know nice. so so just for you know shits and gigs i'm like ah, that might be interesting to uh to point out so something that's interesting about uh this as well right is like what's right for bob is not right for bill yeah right like um there are so many places where you'll see player coach work really well and some that yeah. don't right i think it all comes down to like where is your company at now what does your company need? Not, 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 not what does the role need, but what does your company need? And what can we actually do right now that will set us up for the next 12 months, if that makes sense, right? Because yeah. in my opinion, right, like if you go just by, if you go based just off uh, normal industry-based rules or whatever it is, yep. well, taking into account your, your, your own personal context. And I think that's where a lot of people lose. Because they're trying to play by a set of rules that they don't fit within the bounds of right now. Yep. And they can't because they're in between two different stages. As an example, right? Like maybe you can't fucking afford a sales manager right now, right? Because sales managers are like 250 grand a year. They want the fucking world and everything else that comes out at the same time as well. That's right. right. And then you look at it and say, okay, cool. Maybe we need a player coach right now. Like that, 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 that's, that's the option we can use right now, right? Maybe we aren't uh, 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 an NBA team that can afford fucking every single um, position because we have endless cash flow, if that makes sense. But yeah, so I'm going to change it now because like this is a thing that I really care about too because like one of the guys that taught me sales management was the CEO of Sniper and 7th Level for a really long time, right? And the, the really cool thing about that is like Cole was trying to hire him recently, right? And um, the, the, the rationale that he comes from is like there is no rules, it's just what makes sense for your company right now. And you need to do yep. what makes sense for your company right now. Because if you play by the rules and you aren't in a world where you can actually play those rules to the best that they can, yep. you're going to fail because you weren't able to handle it, if that makes sense. Yep. So that's, that's, right. that's my take on it too, right? Does and, that sort of align with where you're at you and what you're thinking now? Yeah. And to do my best to apply that to like, maybe like on a more, even a more broad spectrum of people like watching is that I think people try to even delegate too early. Um, I, 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 I think that people then put themselves in too much of a box of like, I'm a CEO and it's, it's absolutely useful. See yourself as that, especially if you run the place. Right. Um, but for example, with me, dude, I sucked. It's you know, probably still do. And, uh, <laughs> managing man, like, like reviewing data and do all these things like, like, and that's why I put one of those, I, I put a point about that into our form with you guys for this right. uh, conversation is that like dude, my, my, my entire life, like, like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, especially in this space, like are, you know, not necessarily college educated. Um, I, I dropped out after freshman year and, and I like, you know, self-professed my entire life, like not good at math, not numbers guy. I used that as a crutch yeah. for yeah. a long time of like, I'm a sales guy. You know, and, <laughs> and, and I, I knew exactly where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, was I start reviewing data with them? I'm like, and if anybody is watching this, who's not like, like, please like, like take this one thing, like, please take this is that, um, there is no way to predictable growth every month. If you're not just firstly, if you're not tracking your data, Number two, if you're not reviewing that concept. Number three, if you don't know what to do once you read the shit. And if you don't know what to do, it's like, don't beat yourself up. Hop on calls with these guys and have them interpret it for you. And so that you can then oh. make decisions based off it. Because if you don't, then I was like, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough um, that I have, uh, and it can be taught, but I have like a natural 
ish knack for selling to which we were able to shoot up years ago to 100k a month when we definitely did not deserve to and then would go like this for a long time until i'm like okay let me stop using it as a crutch get that stuff down and then you can then steadily go like this but you can't do it until you have the data down so all that to say get good at the things that you don't think you're naturally good at um before you then you know try to delegate them off have you guys broken down how many triage offers it takes per day to sign a client yet how many triages i can um how many call offers per day like how many offers you make for someone to hop on a call with you is it to actually sign a client per day because like when i'm when i'm working with our sales team right like my my number one goal is to work out is to make sure that if 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 anything the one thing that matters is make sure that we've made enough offers every single day for us to sign at least one client per day. So let's see, one, three. So we're at about, what, what's your KPI? Uh, the amount of offers per day? No, no, like, what, what, what are you guys currently doing? Right, so 6.6 um, offers per day equals one client for us per day, right? So the actual KPI that we set for our team, two setters, is four uh, triage offers per day, which would get us to eight triage offers a day, which makes it impossible for us to not actually sign up the client per day as long as everything else is done effectively from there. And we don't have a shattering earthquake of whatever it is at the same time too, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the reason why I started is, started is that we we got red dots. My, my data is all fucked up. But um, that oh, is... That, don't take that as a problem though. We have a strategy for getting red. Like, uh, have you oh, gone down? Yeah, cool. Like, I, I, I'm like, someone gets red that I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You can still make money today. <laughs> and, and here's even something that like I could even toss to you guys is that, so Jeet is again, my, my point man on this. Like he's the shit. And I get like, I gave him the wrong information because I, I use this a lot on our sales calls though, guys, because our market is annoyingly educated. Um, <laughs> where, where it's like, I, I give my sales guys, Hey, don't make an offer on a sales call until we're like 99% sure they're going to close or else they're going to give us some bullshit. Right. So I gave the same thing to Jeep and, um, he followed my advice to a T which, cause yeah. he's, he's awesome, but I let him astray. And so again, guys, if you're, if your expertise is not in this is still listening to the advice that's given to you. Cause then Ferris is basically like, Dude, G, start just ripping. Like, start going all out. And this month, I think Jesus already hit his KPI for the month. We got basically a week left. Um, and the, 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 this getting this done is huge for us. Huge for us because we have traditionally just lived and died on paid ads. Um, so it's it's awesome. Love it, man. I feel like this has been such a good chat. Genuinely, right? Like, okay. I, I also just love that you're sitting there, feet up, drinking your Fosters. Please never do that to yourself again, though, because it's fucking terrible <laughs> beer. <laughs> it is terrible beer. We should probably start wrapping up. Um, let, 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 let me know your thoughts, right? Like, yeah. if you were to start again or whatever it is, um, where would your attention be? What would you be doing differently? And what do you think the people who are listening right now can take away lesson-wise from your wisdom if you were to start all over again and bring in the right team, put the right marketing efforts out there, what promises would you be making to the market? What would you be doing differently if you had to start all over again? So I'm starting at zero. Yep. Okay. If I'm starting at zero and I'm going to provide the assumption, guys, that you've picked a niche that has a wide enough market and a good enough opportunity, how do you define those things? 
I mean, why do you guys can figure it out? It's like enough people, but good enough opportunity. I wouldn't count saturation as an indicator of bad opportunity. I'd actually consider it as good because most people suck. And if you don't suck, then you can then get a lot of that market. So what I would do, what I would do, so what I would do differently than what we currently did is if I would have done these things, and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke at uh, Chris and Ferris. If I would have done these things, what these things I'm defining as is organic stuff back in, let's even say the second start with like 2019, like this exactly, I would probably have a group of 25. I, I wouldn't need to run a paid ad, right? Now, when I say need, what I mean is we, especially to start with, um, we went heavy on the paid ads to start with. We like I mean, used all of our money when we didn't have any money uh, <laughs> and just relied on sales, which was fun. It was the wild west. It made margins thin though. And it was thinner than they needed to be for a long time. If you so, start from a place of providing value, yes, it's overused, but providing value, getting results, but ultimately building a community and a following organically that is not a paid ad situation where you put in one dollar and get back four. It's you put in one dollar for X amount of time and eventually you get back 400 and it compounds. It's like, if I could do something differently, it would have been to do this years ago because then my margins would not be at, you know, 35-ish percent. They probably have been at 70 and then I can take a boatload of cash and dump it into paid ads and really accelerate the process and this thing it's not an ad account that gets shut down like it, it continues to build up and then it's on easy mode if you have that community so that's what i would do is if especially if you're starting out and this is your thing make it your thing like don't then say well what about youtube what about tiktok it's like just make this your thing get this down get very profitable and then use that to dish out to the other things that's that's what i would do Dude, one of the things that I am noticing um, more and more and more and more and more uh, in this day and age is like, I, 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 prior to this, I literally hopped off of a call with um, Will Hinkson, who used to run pretty much everything for Sniper and 7th Level, right? Um, and we were just chatting through. And the, the, the biggest thing, he was actually like, I, I have doubts. I'm I'm the same as everyone else, if that makes sense, right? Like, and he's just like, Chris, you you're a really good sales manager, and I'm sitting there wondering, like, okay, cool, is this is like, where are we going? And he said the biggest thing that most people are suffering right now is like they don't have a brand and they don't give a fuck about their people, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yep. I think what you're suggesting here, in some way, shape, and form, is like build the brand first, accelerate it with paid ads because you'll be able to profit from it from years, if that makes sense. But the issue that most people are experiencing is they're too fucking scared to go all in on the brand because they're way too scared of getting it wrong. That's what I think it is. I think they're way too scared of saying, if I put my um, my flag right here, then I'm that th then I'm bound to, to staying here, if that makes sense. And a lot of people yep. are scared. But I think moving forward for the next probably couple of years, it's probably the only thing that will give you the stability that you need. Dude, 100%. I, I'm going to give a, I, I, I got two more things, Chris, and then I'll make, I'll make them brief. Um, is that I'm sure everybody, probably everybody watching this knows or remembers who Ty Lopez is. Right? Yep. Dude, back in the day, the whole, why, why I got in this space at 21 and a half is because of Ty Lopez. I saw the course, bought the course, the whole thing. This guy, I mean, I think he was gone off social media for like three years, right? He just recently came back and I've been, because I was like, what is this? I want to see what he's doing. And 
everything this guy has been even just tossing out is blown up. He just launched like a mini course. I just saw he did like multiple millions in a day. So it's like, the, but keep in mind, this guy started building his brand like 2013. Like he consistently did that sort of thing. And so that's my run one. I'm not regret, but what I would do differently. Number two, dude, and Chris, one thing I'm going to get some, uh, ladies and gents, I'm going to get some free consulting off of Chris here, hopefully. Um, <laughs> is that, uh, so Chris, I'm going to give you the, the, the we, we went kind of messaging about this, but you not give me the 60 minute version, give me the 60 second version. Sure. Um, is that you kind of know our current offers. So our constraint right now, and maybe somebody can give us, get something from this. Our constraint right now that a lot of our business is distribution of our equipment, mm -hmm. um, is that a lot of clinic owners can't sell, right? So what's the solution to that? Um, it's either A, provide remote closers, which we're not going to do, or B, we go straight to the source and go straight to consumer and go straight to the patients with the doctors and our staff, which is what we're going to do. So what I'm more so asking here is in our free group, which is uh, high ticket patient acquisition, us leaning in with just pushing our neuropathy equipment, it's not, you know, it's a very just too easy of a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yes, I want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. And so we've been trying, and I think one of our constraints with our organic approach is trying to figure out where the fine line is in terms of our outreach and messaging these people in terms of, hey, do you want to grow your current stuff, which we still kind of do versus, hey, you know, do you want to use our equipment, which solves a lot of these problems? Does that make sense? It's a biz up. It's basically, uh, and we want to make it as biz oppy as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so it needs to be solved like a biz op. Like, this is the Airbnb of the patient space, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, it needs to be cashed in on, and people who are in this, who, who, who aren't in this, are going to feel the pain, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, if I were to think of, yeah, it, it would have to be sold as some form of like, or the way it would be communicated would be like a business opportunity at the same time as well. But you you would do it as a biz op that's communicated as a bolt on. Yep. Yep. Right. Like uh, like a bolt on biz op, if that makes sense. Right. So like yeah. it's it, 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 it's the supplements to a gym. It's that that's going to be the thing that I think will make the biggest difference for it at the same time too. Um, yep. And why I say this is because I used to sell supplements to gym as a biz op, right? And, and and what made it different was like, they didn't need to see it as anything that was, um, how do I describe this? They didn't need to see it being a hard thing for them to sell. They just needed to understand how to have the different conversation with the patient as to how this would be like a, a, a better option for them at the same time too, right? Where I think the biggest leverage you can do there is like, what can you provide to them to make it unbelievably fucking easy in some way, shape and form? But if it's sold in a biz op type nature, the way that you sell it then is like, where's the evidence of this being 10x for the person that does it in some way, shape and form? Right? So like when you look at, hold up a sec, when you look at Airbnb, I see all the ads and it's like, yeah, man, like started with $250 a week. Now we've got 10 million a year because we did this awesome thing, if that makes sense. Yep. And I guess like, where's the evidence that you guys have to say like, hey, we increased the profits by this much just by adding this thing, if that makes sense. Because I think right. if they suck at sales onto the stuff too, like I think the hard part is selling people on the, the, the flight, not the destination in this one. A hundred percent. Like, so my last... Uh... Last point of question, man. Again, to continue to hijack your interview, but I was like, dude, uh, 
sales guide. Was that helpful? Was that helpful? I, I, I'm going to take, yeah, it was. And I'm going to take every opportunity here as well. So <laughs> our, our sales on this is like in a actual sales call. Fantastic. But the issue that we're running into is let's say we're having a conversation with Dr. Jones from the Facebook group and he, we're, we're going like, you know, problem centric ish. We're getting his problems. And he's like, I have problems with leads showing up. Our thing is like, how do we then gear that towards the, not the destination, but the, the mechanism that we're selling in terms of the way of treating that's that of course it, it, it solves getting qualified leads, getting them scheduled, showing up, converting when they convert, they generate way more money. You spend way less time doing it, but he's used to treating this kind of person. You follow what I'm saying? So what, what, what is, what is he not understanding that you wish he was? So what I'm not, what he's not understanding what I wish he was is that the type of patients that he is like seeing and or advertising for are not coming in for a specific issue. And even if they are, they're not generating the kind of revenue that he would hope that they would generate. And he needs to spend all his time hands on with them to see results. Love it. This, this would be a marketing thing that I would do. Yeah. And I would, I'm notorious for, for shock therapy. Right. And it's like asking questions that make them hate themselves. Like, are you enjoying working with the clients that you hate working with that make you no money right now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, and I, I do it with a like a, a ingest if that makes sense, right? Yeah. I was actually with um at, at the event we just ran. I was chatting with a client of ours. Uh, his name is Conrad. He works with ecom stores, and um one of the uh, challenges that he was experiencing is like I keep getting people who are low quality, like not low quality, but low um revenue and all sorts of stuff. If that makes sense, right? Yep. Changed uh, some of the way he was communicating his message, if that makes sense, and it was like start talking about the problem that what you do opens up for them, and they'll start listening to you, right? So um, we, we we started putting some marketing out about man, it's really tough. I have to keep talking to my clients about how they can get a quicker, sorry, how, how they can find a new three PL because we keep selling their fucking stock out, right? So that insinuates that as a consequence of working with him, they have to go bigger. Oh no, right? Yep. And as a consequence of that, he got uh, a company doing 36 million a year reach out to work with him directly and pretty much asked, how do I pay you money if that makes sense, right? Because he, was, because he was speaking to a, a big boy problem, right? Yep. So I yep. guess the question for me here is like, what's the big boy problem that they want but can't actually get because of the low shitty clients they have right now, if that makes sense. Yep, that was that was the perfect light bulb that I needed, and that was then you know being way too overcomplicated in my head. That routinely you guys then do help to jolt uh, back into shape. So thank you for that. And uh, this is the, 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 for me, this is the fun part, right? Because um, I think most people suffer with their their uh, their messaging in the market. Because they're bound and restricted by the actual day-to-day that they're personally pissed off about. And they're not thinking about like, if I just show, um, if you treat your own market and marketing where you almost treat your own service that isn't a biz op like a biz op, you'll find something really cool, right? And if you can show, if you want to work with people that are at a higher level or whatever it is, right? And you can just take the problem they have right now and make it seem like a fucking great thing, right? So at the example that I used before is like, yeah, paying me a lot of money, like that's going to be, that's going to suck. This is going to suck too. This is going to suck as well. But like the big boy problem that they all want, 
when it came to this particular thing was like, we want to have to be in a position where we are selling out of stock and all sort of stuff, if that makes sense, right? Yep. Just show them that like working with you opens up that next problem that they have to deal with. And that's a problem they would rather have over the problem they have now. Probably the, the biggest, well, one of the biggest things, man, that I'm going to take away from this is, and hopefully other people that can like resonate with this too. And I'm not just being an asshole, but is <laughs> the being stuck in the day-to-day about things that, uh, that I'm pissed off with about my market, because that's yeah. something that I like when you said that, I'm like, yep, that is a hundred percent accurate. So dude, that's, that's good. The whole thing's been good, man. hundred percent. Yeah. The other thing, I'm just looking through your group too, right? Um, yeah. You've got free trainings and stuff in there. So it's good for demonstration. Um, what I'm not seeing at all is like get more client interviews in there, man. I'm telling you right now, the biggest thing, if you can, the biggest, yeah. biggest, 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 biggest actual conversion mechanism that I've seen are interviews like this. Yep. Right? Like this is what people, this is what I found it actually will get people out and d- directly get them to say, hey, can I pay you money? Yep. Um, and if you're looking to actually show the nature of the opportunity, if that makes sense, nothing is better than walking through it. And if you notice, I, th- this wasn't an interview style. We, we, we intentionally took the whole thing as a demonstration. Now, so, right. 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 Yep. And by doing that for your market, you'll probably create a world where they'll actually do something that is in alignment with the actions that you'd like them to take. Not what just you're telling them to do. hundred percent. One of the genius things that you did in which I caught it earlier and, and not and caught it in, in, in the best way, like this is just doing your homework, is one of the questions in terms of um, staying organized with the form prior to this is those were then the talking, like what I shared was in the talking points of the interaction, which is awesome because the few that I've done, I got to hop in and just shoot the shit. Um, so, I'll send I'll, I'll send you all the the, the assets that we have for yeah. um, free interview stuff and everything else as well. Yeah, like this is the stuff that that, that that turns into money. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's clear. And if you guys are watching, like th- this is absolutely the real deal, 100. Thank you so much for everything, Colin. Thank you for lying and telling people that we're good. Like I know we'll we'll, we'll pay you your money after this. And thank you for 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 I'm. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you because I know it was done with such a kind-hearted thing, but don't make yourself drink falses ever again. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking atrocious. Um, hey, no, you, you will never even see a falses can here in Australia ever. Like ever. <laughs> it, it, it is not a national emblem. You're like, it, it's terrible. But thank you. It was such a kind gesture. Hey, um, again, I'll shoot all that stuff across you at the same time too. Any last words for people listening? Um, last words, guys, um, would just be... If, if you are, I mean, in, in reality, guys, w- whether you're in the paid program or you're not in the paid cr- program, follow the play, right? Because if you follow the play, you'll, if you're not in the paid program, you'll get inside of it because then you'll just come to the realization, okay, people who get to here pay money to get to here so they can get quick direction. So that doesn't take this long. It takes this long. Um, and if you're pay- in the paid program, again, guys, like, I, I, like there's, a lot of people that I talk to that make me feel like shit, not in the sense that they're bad people, in the sense that they're way ahead of me. And I'm like, damn it, like that, that, that make, gives me like a good angst. But if like you're not doing like a 200K a month or the case may be, just taking a perspective that I hopped in for 90 days, you know, kind of had sporadic results just be, simply because I didn't put in what it is that I needed to put in. So if you're inside of the program, put it like, like you run the play, 
keep a tight feedback loop, do exactly what you're told to do, and you'll get to where it is you want to go. And that compounds in the number one, uh, you know, regret per se that I have had is that I didn't start doing things like this years ago, but Hey, you know, better late than never. Appreciate the absolute hell out of you, man. Um, I'll shoot across that stuff that I mentioned at the same time too. Yeah. And if there's anything else that you need to reach out, man. Yeah, man, you got it. Appreciate it. Dude.